And hello to each and every one of you out there. Alongside Jonathan Eli and Sedell Boyd, I am Irving Henderson, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, as we stated last week, we're going to like start a new format here just to have a more streamlined show. Um, fellas, I had a lot of things that I was considering talking about today. Uh, and I kind of usually, like I told you, I, I usually have a pretty good idea early in the week what direction I'd like us to go in. And I knew that we were doing the NFL awards, and I wanted to open today's show with the NFL awards and then have something else in the middle before we go on to our NBA segment. And then this Brian Flores story comes out. Um, for those of you who don't know, I want to ask, have you been living under a rock for the last five days? <laughs> because <laughs> this story has been everywhere. Um, Flores was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins uh, for the last three seasons. Uh, he was fired after a nine and eight season. Uh, this past year. However, the team had began the season one and seven. They won their final. Uh, I think they won. Well, yeah, I think they won eight games in a row at some point to get to uh, where they finished at. Uh, it was the first time the Dolphins have had back to back winning seasons in nearly 20 years. I think we all looked at that and had a little bit of an eyebrow raised because it didn't make any sense for Miami to have as young as a team that they have this up and coming head coach who has had back-to-back -back winning seasons has a measure of success against Bill Belichick. Yep. Right. Yeah. He's fired. And the players and, love him. Yeah. Love him. And, and I think, I think, we kind of just just took it for what it was. Like, okay, they want a new voice in there. All right. But it didn't make any sense. No. It made, it made no sense for the Dolphins to fire Brian Flores. Well, this past week, Flores comes out and he says uh, he's filing a class action suit against the National Football League for their hiring practices and saying that basically, just basically saying what we already know, that NFL teams are skirting around the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule was put in place to get more minority candidates interviews, right? And there's a provision in there now that teams have to interview outside of their organization because the way around that initially was teams would interview minority coaches that they already had on staff to try and say, okay, we did our part. Now we can hire this person over here. Right? So yeah. that's why they, they amended the rule to make sure that outside coaches got interviewed. The rule has been put in place. Less minority coaches have been hired. Less. 
And this this segment, anybody that wants to move past this segment now, I'm going to warn you beforehand, it's now unfiltered. Because I think we need to have this conversation in full honesty and some words are going to come out that, you know, you may not want to hear, but I'm, I need to say it. I, I really need to say it. Can we can 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 we collectively come to an agreement that the Rooney Rule is complete and utter bullshit? Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah pretty much failing in uh, what it was intended to be. I mean, it's absolutely positively fucking ridiculous. That I mean, I get the point of it. I get the you know the intent. It's well intentioned. However, however, we are seeing the continual skirting of this rule. We're seeing it. It just happened. And, and anybody, any, any Eagles fan that wants to come on here and try to be sanctimonious and say, well, we don't do it. Yes, they did. They did it when they hired Sirianni and said that they had an interview set up with Eric Bieniemy, uh, who's uh, a coach on the chief staff. And he came out and said, nobody ever talked to me. No. Nope. There was never an interview set up. And, right? and on top of that, there was Deuce Staley. Right. I was going to mention and that. I mean, yeah. and, 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 but here's the thing. Even with Deuce, right? Deuce wasn't an outside coach. So interviewing right. Deuce for the job would not have satisfied the Rooney rule. Correct, but you're telling me that Deuce being on the on the staff for this long, he wasn't mm -hmm. head coach material. He Apparently approved not. our he approved our running backs immensely. Like apparently like, not. Like like come on, just get like I I get it, but. The Finns had, like, Finns were working their way up. And Flores was a good, a good-ass coach. Mm -hmm. Because he always tried to win games. Even though people thought they were, you know, thought they were tanking. He's not that kind of guy. You know, it, that's been noted Oh, already by former players of his, mm -hmm. like, like he's not that, he's not that kind of person. So why would yeah, you cut? You... But why would you cut him on two winning seasons when you haven't had it for twenty years? Like, like, give him another two. You might be in the right. playoffs. You might right. be in the Super Bowl. You don't know until you, until you do it. Yeah, and they weren't far off from making the playoffs this past no. year, even even with that bad start. You're looking yeah. at this thinking like, okay, they're about to turn the corner, and they have right. the right coach to turn the corner, and right. the rug gets yanked from underneath them. And then, to me, the most damaging aspect of this whole thing is being incentivized to lose. Like, yeah. he came out and said the owner told him, I'll pay you $100,000 per game that you lose. For a better draft pick. 
Yeah, but Come think on. about what that does now. Think about what that does. Yeah. Now you you further damage him. You yeah. further damage him now because yeah. if he's losing, you have every reason now to fire him because he's not winning. Right. Who yeah. wants to hire a losing head coach? And also, was the reason why he got fired because he was winning games? Because remember, they were one in seven. One in seven. They won seven games in a row. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to the Titans, and then they beat the Patriots again. Like, mm-hmm. they, they beat the Patriots twice. That's mm-hmm. your job, you know, as the Dolphins coach. You beat out the teams in your division so you can win the division. Mm-hmm. But, it, but did he get fired for winning games? Yeah, he got That's fired for winning. He got fired for winning too much. Yeah, he got fired for winning too much because. All right, I'm you're looking at it right our now. Franchise, yeah, yeah. You're they were our franchise. You're. They were. You're right. They started one and seven. Um, yeah. they they won their next seven games before losing to Tennessee, and then they yes. ended the season with a win over New England. They swept the Patriots. Yes. Yep. Yeah. How do you fire a coach for sweeping the pitch? It's a joke. I mean, That's and, and mind, you, mind you, we came on the show, you know, mid-season, joking about how the Eagles were going to have three number one picks within the top ten because at the time, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Colts were all stinking up the joint. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We were all hoping and, for Three top ten picks. And all three of those teams got it together. Granted, the yep. Eagles were the only one that got it together enough to get in the playoffs. But all three of these teams ended up, you know, having winning seasons. Correct. And then you fired the coach. You fired the coach? Like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, this shit makes no sense to me. None. And I'm, I'm not going to talk about the other, like, I'm not going to talk about the Hugh Jackson situation and what he said. I just want to solely focus. I just want to solely focus on Brian Flores right now. Yeah. I really do. I got to wonder now, is this, is this class action suit that he has going against the league, is this going to kill his shot at ever being a head coach in the NFL again? Oh, man, I think it might because um, I just I wanted to talk about that part of it, too. They basically put him in a no-win situation. Yeah. Like, they they wanted him to lose. And as you said, who would want to hire a losing coach? And then them trying to coerce him to tank games and him, him fighting yeah. against it. Now, what owner is going to be like, well, you know – <laughs> on that little slide tip like that, this guy's not even going to obey me. So, right. right, but here's the thing about all this. If he was getting paid to tank for like a better draft pick, right, how many more years are you going to tank for number one picks until you figure out that that has never worked? Ever. No, it, can, it, it, it hasn't worked in any sport. You can tank for 10 years and you can get the number one pick. It's not going to help your situation. Mm-hmm. Your fan base is going to hate you. 
Just like there's mm-hmm. a lot of – I'm telling you. Well, it's a bad year to take when you owe yeah. your first-round pick to another team anyway. Right. <laughs> Bingo. Right. Bingo. So why would you? So why would you pay him? Oh, you know, you know, we need a tank for better uh, 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 draft status. You weren't getting that pick anyways because you traded it to the Eagles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're you're telling your coach we need to tank this year and be bad for a first round pick that doesn't even belong to you. Yes. And Sidell, remember we went off, we went off on Bill O'Brien about how it made no sense that the oh Texans kept losing and they didn't even have a first round pick. Uh, yep. Yeah, that fucking guy. <laughs> it makes no God. sense. It makes but no sense. I'm gonna tell you right now who is validated today. And the person who is validated today is John Groot. John Gruden is somewhere smiling his ass off because he came out and said, after he got let go by the Raiders, this thing is bigger than me. And if you want to start pulling my shit out, pull everybody's shit out, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Damn. And you know they won't. You know (laughs) they won't. They can't. Well, well, now you have... Belichick, right? Sending text, uh, you know, sending text messages to the wrong Brian. Come on, <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. There is, there is no doubt in my mind. I'm telling you right now. Like we talk about conspiracy theories all the time. I'm telling you flat out. There is no doubt in my mind. Bill Belichick sent that text message on purpose. Yes, he definitely did. He sent that shit on purpose. Like, if there's any guy who would love to stick it to Roger Goodell, you know (laughs) it's Bill Belichick. (laughs) And, and, And mind you, right, like, what the Giants did that's so, like, ridiculously fucking stupid is... They had already pretty much gave Brian Dabble the job. It was already right. his. Right. What are you interviewing? Like, now Now you're going to interview Brian Flores? And I had somebody say this week, well, he could have went to the interview and changed their mind. No, he wasn't. He wasn't no. They already made up their mind. There was nothing he was going to say that the job was going to be his. It was, it already, was already somebody rumored. else's. Right. It was rumored before Flores got interviewed that, you know, the bowl was gonna, uh, you know, he was gonna be the coach before Flores got interviewed. <laughs> Just call him the bowl. <laughs> hey, come on, yeah. yo. But, yeah, like but, I mean, we joked too much on that in the chat. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yo, it's ridiculous, like, man. On. Like, like, and, yeah. and and even the LA I mean, shit is hilarious. Oh man, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Elway strikes me as that type. And, and I know, I know, I know that sound a little fucked up to say. Elway strikes me as that type. He strikes yeah. me as that type that would be out partying the night before, show up for an interview with a head coach, and be on one at the interview. Yeah. Yeah, trying to recover from a hangover and shit. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Hey, man. Like, hey, man, come how you doing? On. 
All right, so I got, I got about, like, all right, let's say there is a team, though, that actually wants to hire Flores. Is this right. going to stop them from doing it? Because it's going to look like he's strong-armed his way and, like, somebody out of empathy or sympathy well, has to hire him now. Well, well. Oh, here's the, yeah, well, double-edged well, sword. Well, here's the thing. You know who's getting a, a job interview today, right? Who's that? Who? Who's interviewing today? The Saints are interviewing uh, Eric Bieniemy today. Oh, okay. So if Bieniemy gets the job, Flores just freaking. You know that's what they're gonna say. See, you know that's, that's what's what gonna, gonna come out. Yep. You know it. Yep. You know yep. they're gonna say no, that Flores basically strong arm in the league to hire and more black coaches. Yep. And 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 here's the thing I wanna I wanna I wanna it's say funny to that's people. happening on a Sunday. So it kind of kills the integrity of it now. Like even worse. Well, well, now now if he doesn't get hired, Flores is gonna have his uh you know his hands up. That's like, what I, that's I told what you. I said. It's it's a double edged sword because if they don't hire him, it looks like another you know they're skirting the Rooney Rule situation. And if they yeah. do, people are gonna say Flores is, is basically forcing teams' hands. Yeah, but I wanna I wanna say something to some some people out there who still don't get it. Do me a favor. Don't talk to me about well Marvin Lewis had his job for a long time. Okay, yeah, he did. He's an exception to the rule. Look how long of a of a ch- a chance uh, Jeff Fisher got with the Titans. I mean, outside of that Super Bowl year, the Titans were just eh. Under Jeff Fisher, right? Don't talk to me about, uh, don't talk to me about, well, look at Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is still employed. No, another exception to the rule. Between the three of us, right? Uh, Yeah, between the three of us. Do you understand in our lifetime, the Steelers have only had three head coaches? Yep. Right. That's it. They don't, they don't don't fire, they don't fire head coaches. No. No. They don't. It's almost a lifetime position until you don't want the job anymore. Correct. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Noel Cower Tomlin. That's it yep. for fifty some odd years. Yeah. So don't don't try to bring that up either. And then the the shit that the Giants said that really this dude has never been a head coach before. Never. never. Your rationale for hiring him as opposed to Flores was we went with the most qualified candidate. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's stuff like that that really pisses me off. I mean, he the most qualified candidate, yet you won't even let him hire his own staff. No. You're out there no. handing the guys for his staff for him. Correct. And he's an offensive guy, and they're handpicking his coordinators. Like the first one they picked was a, a guy that was a quarterback coach, and making him into an offensive coordinator. Yep. Like, how much? But don't don't you understand what that's about, though? You got to understand what this is about. Teams want some teams want puppets. Yep. They want puppets. Let, let, come on now. 
Was Joe Judge really qualified to be a head coach? I mean, you just you 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 fired an uh, unqualified head coach to hire another question mark. (laughs) You 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 could have hired a sure thing. You went with another unproven like entity in Brian Depp. Why? Why? And mind you, mind you, this shit with the Giants don't surprise me at all. The Giants were the last team in the league to have a black starting quarterback. Yep. Yeah. And that was by happenstance. That was by, yeah. (laughs) Because if Eli don't get hurt, Geno Smith ain't they starting quarterback? No. (laughs) And you know how fucked up of a situation it's got to be when Geno Smith (laughs) is your first black starting quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on, man. You couldn't find anybody else. (laughs) Come on, man. Nope. Bring in Gino. <laughs> listen, were, I, listen, that's bad, man. That's I mean, real they bad. They were drunk when they decided that. I did not they had no that. choice. That's like, uh, uh, I shouldn't, no, I can't say that. <laughs> they had no choice. Like, it wasn't like they had a choice in the matter. He was the last quarterback standing. It's like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, Gino, you busy this week? All right, good, cool. Fuck it. I, we need you to start, dog. Right, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's like to the point of they was like, well, damn, there's no white guys left. <laughs> nope. Nobody. Nope. All right. Can't, can't find a white guy within a 30 mile radius. All right, Gino, your turn. <laughs> Oh man! Yo, listen, man. I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna come about as far as this class class action suit is. Um, what I really do hope happens. I really do hope that the NFL is made. No, not even just that he gets a job. I hope that the NFL is made to release some of you know these messages and emails. And, and so we know what's really going on. We deserve to know. We yeah, do. We deserve to know what's going on. Right, because if your franchise is tanking on purpose, your fan base is going to be furious. Yeah. As the, as the Dolphins fan base actually should be. You should be, you should be pissed and you should be worried that your owner is paying your head coach to start losing games on purpose. And and, for, and and you know what? For a job I think that you don't have. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we want you to go out there and stink for a first-round draft pick that don't belong to us. Go get it done, buddy. <laughs> and, and, here's, and here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. One thing I do know, one thing I do know is we, we can talk about tanking t- to a certain extent in certain sports where – you can kind of get away with tanking in certain sports. You can kind of get away with tanking in basketball. You can kind of get away with tanking in baseball, right? Yep. You can't get away with tanking in football. No. You can't. You can't. And then, and then, I mean, what about the teams that are bad 
like, and they're not trying to be bad. They're just bad. Like, you're the Cleveland Browns. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you can't you can't be consistently good to save your lives right now, yo. You're the Jacksonville the Jaguar, Jaguars. Jaguars. Yep. Right? The Jags. You know, you're the Houston Texans. Like, yep. come on, man. Come on. I ain't trying to hear this, man. Like, yo, but I'm going to tell you right now. I, I'm, I'm not optimistic about what's going to happen going forward as far as more minority head coaches being hired. And I'm not optimistic that Brian Flores is going to get another head coaching job in the league. We talked, like, we sat here, we talked on the show. We talked on the show about him possibly going to Houston. And he's still a candidate for the Houston job. Yep. I don't know if, like, like, I don't know if, if teams now are going to be inclined to hire him, and let's let's be honest with each other real quick. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into a racial thing, but we gotta we gotta talk about the racial dynamic here. The majority of the paying customer for the NFL are white guys. They're white men, and in a place like like Houston, Texas, like oh, yeah. you got this radical black guy going up against the league and you're going to hire him as the next head coach. We're talking about a, 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 a team whose franchises former owner came out of his mouth and said the inmates are running the asylum, you know, in regards to the Colin Kaepernick situation. Yep. And that family still owns the Houston Texans. <laughs> I don't think that's going to fly over well with those fans. I really don't. But, I mean, look, just watch this space. We'll have more on it as as things progress. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to give out our NFL awards. Please understand this is for the regular season. Nothing that happened in the postseason has an impact on the regular season awards. Uh, and we'll have one other uh, NFL note on the other side. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Now, fellas, we have been waiting for two years for the Washington football team to finally get a name. And it was leaked. It was leaked because this franchise is too stupid to keep a secret. They put (laughs) stuff up all around FedEx Field like there weren't (laughs) helicopters and drones that could get a good look at it. And before they wanted it to be officially announced, they had to announce it early. The name they chose was the Commanders. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Washington Commanders. Yeah, man. That's the best thing to do. The Commanders. Y'all had every name available to you with the exception of Redskins. And you, man, just stick to being football team for all that. <laughs> like the commanders, the commanders. Oh. 
Dan Snyder, you are a beautiful man. Like, thank you. I needed that laugh this week. The Washington Commanders man. come into the NFL uh, <laughs> fall of 20. Yeah, man, to command us all. You want to know something? Like, honestly, honestly, now I'll, I'll be in, like, fourth right here. I hate that name because that's my ex-girlfriend's last name. <laughs> so now, as, as, if I needed, as if I needed another reason to hate that team from Washington, right? <laughs> Yo, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Listen, we we thought the Cleveland Guardians was weird. The Washington Commanders is worse. <laughs> Infinitely worse. At least the Guardians have some sort of connotation to the city. No. The Commanders the don't have the Commanders. Yo, man, just, just go back to being a football team. You know? That's all I'm saying. Go back to being a football team. Yeah, because, yeah, man, the Commanders ain't going to work. That's even bad. the slang, well, the slang name for them is even worse because it's like commies. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, they've been calling them the commies. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, they've been calling them. The, and here's my thing. Like, I, I, I saw the uniforms. The uniforms are all right. The uniforms are nice. The 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 logo, you know, it's leaves colors, a lot though. to be desired. They it's still the had the same team colors. Come on, man. The com- come on. Commanders. Come on, man. They'd have been like the, I, command the, y- I command y'all to lose. <laughs> football team, man. Football team. They should have just kept football team. Unreal. Should have been like the right. or something. Like, I don't know. Something to do with <laughs> anything. The command. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty, the commanders. All right. Well, listen, let's move on and give out our NFL awards uh, for the year. Uh, let's start. Uh, we're, we're actually going to work our way up the ladder and start with the comeback player of the year. Uh, Sidel, who did you choose as your comeback player of the year? Oh, Joe Cool. Joe Burrow. Yo, man. You can't call him Joe Cool. <laughs> no, like, like, no, we, we need to. We need to make a, a a proclamation here, man. You can't call him Joe Cool. Man. That's hey, Joe Montana. I know I was going to get yeah. it. <laughs> nah, man. You can't do that, man. You can call him Joe Burr, you know, but you can't call him Joe Cool, man. No, we're not doing that. Y'all not, you're not going to disrespect <laughs> my man Joe Montana like that, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I knew I was going to get around if I said that, so. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I think, I think, I think you did that on purpose today, man. I, I think I think like this this Duke situation is inflating your ego a little bit, <laughs> and you want to come on the show to fuck with me today. All right, no problem, dog. You got it. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh man, John, who do you have as your comeback player of the year? Uh, I also have Joe Burrow, but I won't well, I think it's cool. unanimous. It's yeah. unanimous. It is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow coming off of that uh, knee injury, coming back, getting the Bengals into the into the Super Bowl. But again, I, I think he was the odds-on favorite, even if the Bengals don't make the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only closest person would have been Dak, but yeah, I think that Joe finished the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of solidified him into the spot. <clears throat> yep. 
All right, uh, coach of the year. Uh, John, who do you have as coach of the year? I got Zach Taylor uh, for the Bengals as coach of the year. Okay. Okay, not a bad choice. You're uh, Zach Taylor. All right. See, I don't have Zach Taylor. I, I had I had Mike Vrabel. I had Mike Vrabel uh, winning the number one seed in the AFC again. Like I said, playoffs didn't play a factor in in my my rationale for this. The Titans yeah. were, you know, it was to me, it was either going to be Vrabel or Lafleur, and yeah. I just think that the Titans <laughs> did. The Titans did more for me winning without their guy. Yeah, that's true. You know, they yeah. didn't have Derrick Henry down the stretch. They still were able to, you know, solidify the number one seed in the AFC. So my choice was Mike Vrabel. I think you guys are right on, like, like I, I don't think that – this is one of those years where there's, like, maybe four guys in the mix and none of them is the wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, Tomlin probably might get some <laughs> some recognition with the way that team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah he may get some. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get enough to to. I'm not, I'm, I'm not serious saying serious consider, but yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, uh, my defensive rookie of the year. Jeez, oh, uh, do I really have to? Uh, Micah Parsons from the Cowboys is clearly the defensive rookie of the year no matter i mean i don't i don't think you guys maybe you do give me a guy that belongs in that spot if it's not micah parsons yeah that's micah parsons all right and i i think uh i think we may have another unanimous pick with offensive rookie of the year uh sadell who do you have as offensive rookie of the year jamar chase chase yeah, Jamar Chase, the offensive rookie of the year as well. Uh, moving on to defensive player of the year. Uh, John, who do you got? I got Micah Parsons again. Wow. Oh. Wow. Okay. Rookie as defensive player of the year. Sadell, who's yours? I got TJ Watt. He yeah, I got T- I, yeah, I have TJ Watt I have too. Uh, now you can make a case for Micah Parsons, but the reason why I didn't give it to him is because I already gave him defensive rookie of the year. So I think TJ Watt had a more overall dominant year, but Micah Parsons did the damn thing. Uh, offensive player of the year. I was going to also say that, uh, I mean, he got somebody that was fighting for, for that spot too, uh, with, uh, on his own team with, um, Mm -hmm his name um <laughs> the the corner damn how how's his name did go out my mind just that quick for who uh, who digs for dallas digs no yo man no. let me explain something to you about digs and why why i can't i can't take digs serious like yeah he had the, he had the interceptions he was giving up yards too so it was like yeah. it was feast or famine with this dude he was either getting a pick or he was getting burnt But but what I was gonna say is, it's like they kind of cancel each other out with what they do. You get what I'm saying? Right. Right. Impactful guy on his team that Mm kind of nullifies him from being the overall defensive player of the year. Got you. Yeah. All right. uh, Offensive player of the year, Uh, John. Who do you got? 
can we stay away from uh, Cooper Cup? Wow. Sadell, who you got? I have Cooper Cup. Triple crown. Again, no, it's unanimous again. I have Cooper Cup as offensive player. I think this may be, like, one of the most cut and dry, like, NFL award seasons. Yeah. All right. Maybe we maybe we all have different MVPs. Sadell, your MVP. <laughs> Aaron Bleeping Rogers. <laughs> John, your MVP. Mr. Vaccination himself, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. This is crazy. I have Aaron Rodgers as MVP too. So I think like this may be one of the first times we've been mostly in agreement on any subject. Yeah. Well, well, except except for when we all picked the Bills to beat the Jaguars, and we know how that went. Nine to six. But now we're gonna get all these wrong. It's gonna be it's gonna be Tom oh, Brady. It's gonna be Michael Parsons. Mm, 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 mm. It's gonna be uh, Jonathan Taylor as offensive player of the year. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Unreal. I think we got. Right. I think we're gonna get them all right too. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think. I think. Um, I do think. Uh, you guys may be, may have hit coach of the year. Um, again, same thing with defensive player of the year. That could go either way. I think there's no question about it that Micah Parsons is going to be defensive rookie of the year. Um, the pro bowl is about to come on in about an hour. If you care, I don't, I don't watch the pro bowl, but you know, if you, if if you're into the pro bowl, enjoy it. it. Because it used to be fun. It did. Now it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's boring. It's boring. It's, it's. Come the NFL needs to innovate their basically All Star Weekend, man. Like, yeah, I don't know what they got to come up with, but got to come up with something. Man. It needs to go back to Hawaii. Well, that's one. <laughs> well, well, we know why you wanted to go back to Hawaii. That was y'all thing, man. Y'all, that was y'all one time a year to get NFL football. No, no, and number two, that slowed down a lot of. Uh, um, income for them. Yeah, it does. It does. That's a lot of money. That's a, That's lot, a lot of money. money. That's a lot yep. of money for the state. Yep. Like, a, like, I'm talking about like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it should go back. But I agree. I me. think I think the, I think the Pro Bowl does belong in Hawaii. I think they they'll they'll probably move it back at some point. But um, not now. Yeah, I'm not watching it, man. It's the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'll check the highlights, maybe. You know, it ain't going to be interesting to watch. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll be back with our NBA segment and close the show out. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we are back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Fellas, do you happen to have about $480,000 sitting in the tuck somewhere? No. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you too could have bought a sealed copy of the original 1990 Sega Genesis John Madden football. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a video game auction uh, last month, and an original copy of the 1990 
fastest version of John Madden football sold for $480,000. That is someone who really loves video games, football, and or John Madden or a combination of all of them. Was it Brett Favre who bought it? I wouldn't be surprised if Brett Favre bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Madden used to love him some Brett Favre. Sure did. Sure did. All right. Well, listen, before we get into uh, our basketball segment, quick recap of uh, the Royal Rumble from last Saturday. John, um, what did you think overall of the show? Well, it started off with a barn burner of a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins versus uh, uh, Roman Reigns. I absolutely love Seth coming out to the Shield music in Shield in uh, Shield gear. Yeah. <laughs> in Shield gear, he did his whole spiel. I was like, "Oh, he's in his head." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. I'm like, I'm like, see, how come they can't keep doing this every week? Right. No. Yep. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, you know um, overall, that match was probably the match of the night. Yeah, great match. Uh, bullshit ending. I, 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 he, I hate when any championship match ends in disqualification. Yes. Like, championship matches should have a no DQ rule at all times. Yes. I'm sorry. And, I, I'm just I, – I, And then – and then on top of that, we we chose the tag team title match that never happened. Yeah, never happened. Yep, because, never happened. Because they were setting something else up. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, is, is, is one of them hurt or something? Because on SmackDown, they had a singles match instead of a tag team match. I'm yeah. wondering if one, one of those guys, either one of the Usos, it, it, it would be Jay Uso. So if Jay Uso or the other Viking Raider is hurt right now, uh, Jay Uso was moving around. The other guy wasn't as much. So I don't know who's hurt, but yeah. Uh, then he got the Brock match versus Roman. I well, well hold on before we get to that. Before we get right. to that, let's let's, okay. let's uh we we ended the show. Uh, last week, talking about a possible surprise, quotation marks here, entrant yeah. into the Royal Rumble, the female Royal Rumble, and it was Ronda Rousey who won the Royal Rumble. We kind of said she was going to be the one to come back. Didn't expect yeah. her to win, uh, no. but she did. Uh, how about the way the Women's Royal Rumble started? How about how about Melina? Yeah. Return? Yep. That was a nice return. Now, now, what was crazy about that, and she didn't last very long, uh, no. looking at uh, she lasted uh, 53 seconds yeah. <laughs> before yeah. Sasha Banks. Yeah, and Sasha uh, did a split. Oh, yeah, man. And Sasha uh, did a split. I was like, oh. Uh, I was like, oh. Flux of man. Match. I was like, there you go. 16-year-old <laughs> boys ran to the bathroom after Sasha Banks. Yeah. <laughs> You have to, like, oh. That was something else, man. Um, Now, I am surprised. I am surprised. Not that Ronda Rousey won, but I am surprised that she made her choice of who she's going to wrestle at WrestleMania on Friday. Mm 
I was expecting it to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Instead, she has decided she is going up against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. I, I think you why. have I think you have your main event for either night one or night two. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say night night one. Yeah. Cause now you have I think Bailey set the return soon. I wouldn't be shocked if they put Bailey on Raw. Right. To fight Becky. Right. I would love I'm I'm kinda all for that. I am. I'm yeah. all for that. Uh, speaking of Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch uh, beat uh, Dewdrop uh, in yeah, we champion. Yeah, we now, but here's here's my thing. Unfortunately, this was a this was a pretty good match. Yes, but fortunately, the crowd is not paying attention. Not because the match was boring, but no. because when Ronda Rousey won the Women's Royal Rumble, the fireworks went off around the WrestleMania sign, and it's. Out and it caught fire. It caught so, fire. <laughs> so the fans were paying attention to the fire where they had yes. to evacuate people from the area and they had to lower the sign to put yep. the fire out. Yes. And then Becky was like, yes, I'm on fire. I'm like, no, the sign's on fire. No, the sign's on you. fire. <laughs> and that's a shame because, again, it's a shame because it was a really good match that yep. the fans just weren't paying attention to because some other shit was going on. Yes. Uh, all right. Now, this is the part we have to talk about that is absolutely mind-boggling and confusing to me. Yes. Bobby Lashley uh, versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Lashley wins, right? Which, to me, wasn't a big surprise. I, I called it. I said I thought Lashley was going to win. But how but it was done. Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar again? Again. Now, 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 I'm cool now. with Lashley winning, right? I want, I want to. Yeah. I'm cool with Lashley winning, but I swear on everything I love. If this is all to Brock Lesnar winning the title back at Elimination Chamber, it's stupid. It is completely and utterly pointless now. Yes, because like, now, because now, Brock is in that match too. So, you know, now it would make sense for a title versus title, but why would you take it off his hands so that Heyman can turn heel? All right, cool, I get it. But Lesnar still should have won that match. And I'll, I'll, I'll even go a step further. I'll even go a step further. If all of this was just to, you know, like if, you're, if your intentions were – already set in stone that you were going to have Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in a title versus title match. What was the point of even like having this match with Lashley to begin with? Like you took the title off of Big E and gave it to Brock Lesnar. Okay, fine. You're setting something up for Lesnar Reigns title versus title. Why take the title off of Lesnar to put it back on to Lesnar. You Correct. could just have him have the title. He could go into Elimination Chamber as the champion and just retain his title at Elimination Chamber. Correct. But they didn't want to do that. It's dumb. I'm telling you right now, now this is dumb. Now, now, Seth was supposed to go back into the Rumble, but again, 
it didn't make sense because of the beatdown that he took after his match. Right. What I don't get about uh, the men's Royal Rumble is what the hell was it? There was a couple things that went on like during that match. I'm like, okay, well, why did he get eliminated? Made All right. Sense. Well, well, before that, now we're definitely going to get to that next. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix beat the Miz and Maurice. It was another. It was it was just there. But yeah, here's, what, there. here's what I don't like. Here's what I don't like. I don't like the way they space these matches out because to me. You could have flip flop this match with the Becky Lynch and Dewdrop match, and it been the same thing. Right. I didn't understand. Like they put this match in a bad spot, uh, especially when you know the Men's Royal Rumble is up next. Nobody else, like Edge and the Miz. I don't think they were in the Royal Rumble, were they? No. They so weren't. I don't. I don't think that. I think that was necessary. All right. Now we move on to the men's Royal Rumble match. And oh boy. Why for, for the life of me, this makes absolutely zero sense. Why the hell was Shane McMahon in it? You couldn't pick oh, anybody I, no. else. No, here's my thing. Shane McMahon, bad bunny made no sense being in this thing. Bad Bunny made a little sense because, you know, he can actually wrestle. Because mm-hmm. he did a Canadian right. Destroyer again. Which is surprising. This is a guy who's, he's, if there's one thing you want when you have celebrity involvement in, yeah. in the matches, you want a celebrity who can actually perform. And he can. He can. Yes. Johnny Knoxville was in this thing again. Why? I get why. I get promoting Jackass. Yep, promoting Jack. Hey, he took a lot of good bumps. Oh, by the way, by the way, um, just just (laughs) off off subject for a second here. If I see another damn Ridge Holland Ricochet match, it'll be too damn soon. (laughs) Seriously. Again, we gonna, we gonna keep we gonna keep looking this story to the death, huh? Hey, I'm hey, done. Hey, I'm hey, done. The same with uh, um, Natalia and Aaliyah. How many more? I'm done. Do you have? I'm done with that too, man. I'm done with the combination of Sheamus, Ridge Holland against Cesaro and Ricochet. Like end this shit immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, AJ Styles uh, entered at number one. Uh, he lasted yeah. almost. Our uh, had six eliminations, and he had the he had the most eliminations. Yep. Um, looking at the time, the shortest the shortest time in the Royal Rumble belonged to Johnny Knoxville. Yep, he was in Johnny Knoxville in twenty six. No, excuse me, wrong. Robert Rude, shortest amount of time in the Rumble, fifty four seconds. Yeah, Rude was out of there quick. Uh, for some odd reason, Mad Cat Moss lasted four minutes and 23 seconds longer than he should have. Uh, <laughs> yo, I told you, John, if there's anybody I want off my TV screen. <laughs> it's Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss and Brandy Rhodes. 
you can get both of them off my TV screen immediately. Like, I don't want to watch it. I'm good. I'm good. Excuse me. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It wasn't. It was not. It was not Robert Roode. The shortest amount of time in the Royal Rumble belonged to Kofi Kingston because they tried to do some dumb shit again with him being a superhero. Uh, and yep, it, and it, his foot. Yep, and his foot hit. Can we stop this shit, please? Can we stop having Kofi Kingston try to do something special every year? Like it's yeah. old. It's old. Yeah. It's getting odd. Like I don't want to see it anymore. And it's funny because. You could tell it wasn't supposed to happen like that. Right, because he the was supposed to there. Go yeah. Yep. His feet at the floor. Ain't nothing you can do. But then of course, then of course, but, uh go ahead. But that being said, then you kind of figured Lesnar lost his match. Oh, he's gonna be number 30. Yeah, and Lesnar entered at number 30. Shortest amount of time for any Royal Rumble winner to be in a match. It took him two minutes and 32 seconds to dispatch of everybody and get them out of there and win. And now he's going on to WrestleMania. He's already announced he wants to face Roman Reigns. I don't care at this point. I don't. And, and I know. I get it. I get it. They're trying to have, you know, what should be the biggest match they can make. Right, beat for the world title, but I, I'm I'm done with this. I am I'm done with this. I, I I was done. I was done with these two at WrestleMania 34, like everybody else was. But this is the best character for Brock Lesnar we've ever seen. Oh, I agree. It's it's the best character for Brock Lesnar. It's the and best character for Reigns right now. Yep. I, I get it. I just like. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's another pet peeve I got. Why is Goldberg back again? He had one, he had one last match on his contract. Come on. And you didn't know that? Yeah, and it was supposed to happen already until somebody went out. No, I'm cool with this. Get it over with. And, yep. and, and honestly, this is what I want. Roman Reigns needs to absolutely destroy Goldberg Elimination Chamber. Like, this yes. should not be a competitive match. Like, Goldberg needs be, to get, well, get his ass whooped right off into the sunset. Well, to be honest, Goldberg matches don't last long. So, exactly. so this match will probably last maybe three minutes. Good. And, and it might be five, depending on how long the their uh-oh, uh-oh, entrances are Nah, man, listen, go ahead, get your paycheck, get yep, your ass paycheck, and get yep. a lot of dodge. Just get out of my screen. All right, well, we'll, 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 we'll discuss uh, more uh, wrestling things that they have as they pop up. Of course, Elimination Chamber coming up. Um, AEW has some pretty good things going on. We'll talk next week about this forbidden door thing that's supposed to happen uh, Wednesday uh -huh. on Dynamite. Uh, one quick thing from AEW from this past week that I will say, I appreciate the fact that Punk lost to MJF on Wednesday. And I'll tell people this because... Because it sets Punk, up something else. Punk is an absolute legend in this business. Yep. A win didn't mean anything for him. 
No. But a loss, a loss helps elevate MJF. Yep. And now MJF is going to be an even more suffer insufferable asshole because he beat <laughs> Punk in Punk's home city. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about the NBA as we get ready to get out of here. And, well, the NBA has announced their all-star reserves for the upcoming all-star game in Cleveland. Coming up in two weeks, in uh, I am looking forward to All-Star Weekend this year. I really am. I'm, I'm looking forward to All-Star Weekend this year. Uh, the East Reserves are Jimmy Butler from the Heat, Darius Garland from the Cavs. There's a shot. Uh, James Harden from the Nets. John, you knew he was getting in. I know why you're clapping. Zach Levine. Chris Middleton from the Bucks, Jason Tatum from the Celtics, and Fred Van Vliet from the Raptors. Now, well-deserved. Sidell, Sidell, you were talking about wanting Fred Van Vliet in this game, and here he is. <laughs> yep. Hey. He, he deserves it. He does. He deserves it. All right. For the West, Devin Booker from the Suns, Luka Doncic from the Mavs, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz, Draymond Green from the Warriors, Chris Paul from the Suns, and Carl Anthony Towns from the T-Wolves will round out the Western Conference roster. Now, I don't normally watch this game when it happens, but I am really looking forward to the Rising Stars competition this year. So am I. They, they have changed the format where – there are now four different teams. Uh, two teams will play each other, and obviously the winner of those games will meet for the championship game. Team Barry has Cade Cunningham from the Pistons, Dyson Daniels from the G League, Evan Mobley from the Cavs, Isaac Okoro from the Cavs, Alperin Sengen from the Rockets, Jason Tate from the Rockets, and Franz Wagner from the Magic. Team Isaiah has Precious Achua from the Raptors, Desmond Bain from the Grizzlies, Sadiq Bey from the Pistons, Anthony Edwards from the T-Wolves, Tyrese Halliburton from the Kings, Jaden Hardy from the G-League, and Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons. Team Payton has LaMelo Ball from the Hornets, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors, Ayo Dusunumu from the Bulls, Chris Duarte from the Bulls, Scoot yep. Henderson from the G League, Jayden McDaniels from the T-Wolves, and Davion Mitchell from the Kings. Team Worthy has Cole Anthony from the Magic, Marjan Bochamp from the G League, Josh Giddy from the Thunder, Jalen Green from the Rockets, Herbert Jones from the Pelicans, Jalen Suggs from the Magic, and Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia 76ers. Guys, who has the better team. Gary Payton. Yeah, Team Payton. Listen, if they keep Team Payton and Team Worthy away from each other, that's going to be <laughs> one hell of a game for the final. Yes. And if not, if not, whoever wins that game, hands down, should win this whole thing. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. uh, I did notice how Team Isaiah has a lot of Pistons on his roster. What a shocker. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Are you – yo, here we go. Here it comes. Here come that, here come that beef again. Here come, that beef is still 
suffering, man. <laughs> All right, let's jerk. Uh, for the first time in a long time, we are recording on a Sunday. Uh, we have a national TV triple header, and that's in quotation marks today. Uh, we have the Nets and Nuggets on NBA TV at 3.30. John, I'm a little surprised that the Bulls and the Sixers are not the 3.30 game on NBA TV. However, anybody that lives in Nets and Nuggets markets, they will get the Sixers-Bulls game. Uh, the Hawks and the Mavs are the dinnertime game at 6 o'clock on ESPN. And we jump back to NBA TV for the Bucks and Clippers at 9. All right, here it is, fellas. It's time to release our power rankings for the week. Uh, coming in at number 5 on my power rankings this week, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Listen, you can't lose to a Sixers team that did not have Joel Embiid. Sure you can. You can't. Sure you can. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. can't uh, <laughs> no, you, you absolutely positively can't. Uh, Sadell, who is your number five this week? John's Chicago Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the top five. All right. John, who's your number five? I also have my Chicago Bulls back in the mix. Of course you do. All right, you might as well go ahead and give us your number uh, four while you're at it. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers at number four. Okay. Sadell, who's your four this week? The Bucks. Wow. Ooh. All right, now, I was – they were so close to being – in my top two this week. But back-to-back losses dropped them a spot. I got the Sixers at number four this week. I really, like, I was really, mo- like, I was hyped after that Grizzlies win without Embiid. And, and then, then they lose to the Mavericks. They, 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 that lo- I, I can take that loss to the Mavericks. Yeah, the loss to the Wizards, to me, is the most damaging one of the week. That's the yeah. one. That's, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one that, like, I, I, I highly rated their win over the Grizzlies. And then the loss to the Wizards dropped them back to where I had them at last week. And then the loss to the Mavs dropped them down another spot. Yeah, man, losing to the Wizards is like losing to the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Sadell, who's your three this week? I got the Sixers at three, though. Like, I, I couldn't move them up or down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had to move <laughs> them down a little bit. I had got hype. Like you said, I had got hype over the win over the Grizzlies without him being, and then they lose to the Wizards. So it's like you just – Without Beal, no, no, no. They, it out. They lost to the Wizards without Beal. And here's my thing: like, I would have, I would have kept the Sixers at three because I had them three last week. I would have kept them at three if they had beaten the Mavericks. They didn't, right. so I, I, I had to drop them a spot. Well, I did. Not to mention, man, like, uh, <laughs> but the teams that I had last week at four and five. Did what I thought they did. That's why I gave them the shine last week between the Heat mm-hmm. and the Cavs. They took right. some dumb losses. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, who's your three this week? Grizz. Wow. 
Mm, okay, you're gonna keep them in the top three. All right. Uh, why yeah, you might as well give us your two. Who's your two this week, John? Warriors. Okay. They keep winning without right. nobody. No, no. That's right. the weird thing. They keep winning with absolutely nobody on the roster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I have the Suns number two this week. Uh Sidel, who's your two? Suns. All right, so I guess me and you have the Warriors number one, and John has the Suns number one this week, right? Correct. Correct. All righty, there it is. That is your power rankings for the week. All right, uh, John, get hit us, man. Who's who's your dumbass of the week for the week? That's Bobin. <laughs> oh, my God. You want to explain to people why you're giving Bobin Marjanovic your dumbass of the week? Why are you messing with that rim oh. during during a timeout? It wasn't even during the game. He was in he was in uh you know his reserve gear because he didn't take it mm-hmm. off yet, and he's screwing with the rim. And then they have to oh bring out goodness. a forty five minute delay, all thanks to Bobin or whoever messed up the rim, but he made it even worse. Yeah, and we talked about this uh, before we and went they, on the air. Like, it's bad enough. No, no, no. They kept showing the highlight of Bobin screwing with the rim. <laughs> Listen, man, it's bad enough the game started at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Right? <laughs> it's bad enough. It's bad enough this is a late night game. Yep. The last thing we need is a 45-minute delay. delay. Top of everything else. All right, Sadell, who is your person of the week? <clears throat> so my person of the week is the Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson, who I like to call McFearless. Yes. Okay. And <laughs> his playoff run is, uh, I mean, it's been just as uh, integral to the Bengals as uh, Joe Burrow and uh, other players performed. I mean, this dude is yeah. – and it's also from LSU. Oh, LSU really? is killing it right now. They LSU are. It's killing it. They got three of them on the Bengals. Mm-hmm. If not more. But they are the Tigers. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the Tigers. Tigers, <laughs> Bengals. Oh, my. Just the fact that he's got a kicker <laughs> on the road. Oh wait, hold on, John. You got that wrong. You got that wrong. Nah, he went to he went to Florida. He oh, he went to oh. Florida. Yeah, oh. he he went. He's oh. from Florida. All right, then. That's still the SEC, man. Yeah, still the SEC. Yo, his nickname is Money Matt. Money Matt. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a nickname for a kicker, man. Like kickers got to be special to get nicknames, man. Yeah, I call him McFearless because mm-hmm. he's just going out there. On the road as a rookie, taking fifty-yard field goals to decide his team's fate. Yep, like it ain't nothing to it. Like it ain't nothing to it. Yeah, so that's my right. guy. Now, last week, my thing of the week was a uh, Netflix show, "Too Hot to Handle," and fellas, I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah. Don't even worry about the first two seasons. Go ahead and go right to the third season. Just don't <laughs> worry about the first two. Go right to the third because the third is absolutely hilarious. I mean, I'm telling – look, listen, listen. listen you listen. will not be disappointed, okay? 
You will not be disappointed. You go ahead and go. Uh-huh. You still took that out, and I, you know, last night we was talking, and I was starting to check it out, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Listen, cause, cause John, I had to, I had to point out to Sidell this. Oh my goodness, just go right to season three, man. Just go right to season three. Season three. But that's yeah. not my thing of the week. That's not, that's not my thing of the week this week. My thing of the week this week is. The announcement of the MLB The Show cover athlete this year. And what an absolute shit show this was. I mean, I love the guys from Sony San Diego, but they botched this thing up and down that broadcast. Like, (laughs) they were trying to have some sort of quote-unquote live segment with Fernando Tatis Jr. They were like, you could hear the production people talking. Like, I think it was, like, it was the biggest uh, non-kept secret that Shohei Otani was going to be the cover athlete. Well, was there going to be anybody else but Shohei Otani? Who else was it going to be? Who else yeah. was it going to be? And, 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 and they just blew it. They, they just blew it. Like, I mean, I'm happy that the show is actually coming out this year. I, I think there was a lot of talk that because of the lockout, if it drags out, if that would have anything to do with the game being released, it won't. The game will what, still be released uh, as expected. What you're, what you're not happy about is... What, that Xbox gets it? Xbox gets it for free again. No, I don't... Like, First of all, listen, and you don't then, seem to understand why I'm not bothered by that. You know why I'm not bothered by that, right? Yeah, I know. And then on top of that, you ask why it's going on the Switch. Well. Yeah, I don't understand. Why is it going on the Switch? Hey. Like, the, the controls, like, it, like you got to be a savage if you want to play this game on a Switch. Well, uh, they do have other controllers uh, that you can hook up uh, uh for the switch, but it'll have to go on your TV because uh, yeah, you can't you know, play that low, uh, on the uh, the handheld. I, yeah, I do have a switch, mm-hmm. and and I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> oh, speaking of, how about what do you think about the fact that you can take your game across the different consoles? Yes. I, I I like that. I, I absolutely like that. So if you have a if you have a Switch and you have a PS uh, a, a PS4 or five or an Xbox, you can take your game across consoles, which is yep. which is great to me. But here's the thing: the reason why I'm not bothered by uh, Xbox who uh, players who have the Game Pass getting the game for quote unquote free, you have to understand what happens here. This is smart. This is a smart move by Microsoft and Major League Baseball. Basically, they're pushing people to Game Pass. Microsoft is pushing people to Game Pass. So what you do is you just pre-buy a bunch of copies. And you give that money to Sony up front here. Boom. Yep. And now they can do whatever they want with it. (laughs) So (laughs) they're going to steer people to Game Pass and say, all right, listen. You want this game for free? Pay us for Game Pass. If yeah. not, then pay the regular price. We don't care. But 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 
what happens is a lot of users of the Game Pass waits for Black Friday or, you know, uh, 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 somewhere like around then mm-hmm. and buys up a whole bunch of those uh, 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 free month things like I do. Mm-hmm. And you right. can buy, uh, and you can buy up to like two years worth of, uh, you know, you know, worth it at a considerably lower price than what it normally charges because they normally charge like fifteen a month. Mm-hmm. So, so that forty five dollar thing turns down to like twenty five. So you're not really spending all that money on it, right? Yeah, well, what's the name? Uh, PlayStation Plus does the same thing around yeah. Uh, yeah. around Black Friday. Yeah, but they got it. Listen, Sony has to get better with that PlayStation Plus. They do, and I know that they have. Uh, you know, they have their free game of the month. Sometimes it's a good game. Sometimes it's like, why would I want to play that? <laughs> I do. I, like now I now I subscribe to PlayStation now. There yeah. are some good games on PlayStation now that they have a nice little library of games that you can play, which is similar to what Xbox has. Right. I will say this, though. I will say this. And I got to uh, I'm probably going to get into it a little bit before this game starts. Hitman 3 is amazing. Hitman okay. 3 is amazing. If you haven't played it yet, John, you got to get your hands on it. Hitman 3 is amazing. The visuals, like, I got to get it down. Like, I got to get the game down, Pat. But check out Hitman 3. It's been out for a while. Hitman 3, really good game. Um, Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here? The Book of Boba Fett season finale will be this coming Wednesday. Okay. Interesting. And then it's been rumored that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, will be in May. And don't be surprised if it's on May 4th, which happens to be on a Wednesday. Got it. So, Dale, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Nah, that's it, bro. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, right. wait. I, I forgot. Uh, go Bulls. Thanks. Nah, man. We can't end on that. No, we can't, can't do that. End on, can't end on that though. Come on, John. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we, we, no, listen, listen. Check this out. On the real. Uh next week we have our uh Super Bowl preview. Uh hopefully we can get BJ on. Um I do wanna I do wanna send a quick shout out to my nephew Isaiah Franklin. Uh he is narrowing down his choices of colleges. Uh, he's getting feelers from Duquesne, uh, Eastern, Kutztown, and Villanova. Ooh. Now, oh, personally, I'd love it if he went to Villanova because it's right there and I could go see him play. Yeah. Yeah. Far. So uh, when he makes his decision, we will definitely carry it for you guys here on the show. Um, that's about it. Uh, go Sixers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.